Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 53, Great Expectations. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about expectations heading into a new year, but uh, look, another new year, another wow. <laughs> comes every 365 days or so. I know yeah, this one's right around the corner. Just another uh, one, another one. And uh, Merry Christmas. Belated. Belated Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope that it was wonderful. And a happy new year. And a happy new year. Merry Christmas for last week. Happy new year for this week. Um, we had a great Christmas. We did. We had a lot happen this week. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. seemed like there's a lot. A lot going on. Yeah. Where do you want to jump in? Well, we had some new things happen in the bedroom. We had some old things that we went back to in the bedroom. Yeah. Which were both really good and exciting. It like jazzed up our sex life. Tony's back in the saddle. It just... You know, I, I talked about the... He'd been in a rut. He's not in a rut anymore. Yeah. Want to leave it at that? He's got, he's got his groove back on. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I want to expand, though. I just want to <laughs> say that my my wife introduced some really cool, th- a cool thing to the bedroom. And I will have to say, I appreciate that. This is something that in 14 years of marriage, Elisa said, never, never, never. And she completely shocked me. I took the lead twice last week, too. Well, yeah, because I was in my rut. Well, it doesn't matter. I still took the lead twice. Right. So I'm just saying, you can change, I think is what I want to say, is that after (laughs) years of making love to this beautiful woman, Uh, there are still (laughs) things that can... I can surprise him. And I think it goes both ways, though. I don't want you guys to get in this this uh, period in your life where you think, oh, we've been married for 15 years. Nothing can change or nothing can happen. It, it can still change in your life. Yeah. It, it truly can. So I thought that was that was just worth mentioning. Well, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Do you want to talk about, what else do you want to talk about? Christmas? Christmas. Slow week for the dent, dude. Wow. Did we just get pounded last week? For those of you that are digging your way out of that blizzard on the East coast when it was here in San Diego, it was rain (laughs) and we had somewhere in the vicinity, depending on where you are of eight to 10 inches of rain and up on Mount Palomar, they had something like 18 inches of rain. So needless to say, it was soggy for like six or seven days straight last week, not just soggy, but like to the point where Tony can't work because if the cars aren't dry and there's no place dry to work. Right. Uh, there's no point in him leaving the house. Yeah, there's no work for the dent dude, which is our primary income. So we had him around a lot last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually working 
in the garage working on a lot of fit marriage stuff, which we've talked about to you guys. And one thing I wanted to bring up this week to you guys, and this is something that Elise and I have been talking about a lot. 2011 is a year where we really want to have a, a breakout year and we just need your prayers and ask for them as I really want to start transitioning away from the dent dude and doing more of my fit marriage stuff, which is obviously something I'm just totally passionate about. I'm passionate about your marriage and I'm a passionate person when it comes to fitness and exercise and working out. Mm -hmm. So bringing the two together is just, it's really cool. But at the same time, it's sort of scary thinking of possibly doing something new and different after 13 years, supporting my family for the last eight years with the dent dude, which has yeah. been our business. So just really want to put it out there and uh, just ask for your prayers and any advice you may have. If you haven't checked out fitmarriage.com, please do love to hear what you guys are thinking about it. And, um, you know, sign up for our newsletter there. That would be, that would be rad. We got a cool launch that we're going to have next week. So if, uh, if you're really interested in stuff, get, get signed up for that newsletter and we'll keep you uh, posted. Yeah. We had that, uh, invitation to speak. Yeah. In we Michigan. Got, we did. We got a, uh, a church in Wyandotte, Michigan. Um, right outside of Detroit area. I think it is right. Yes. About a half hour from Detroit. Um, is in need of a speaker for a conference a so, retreat in February. And so we're just kind of exploring that on a very um, preliminary mm -hmm. So basis please pray right for now, that too, because we would love to be able to get out there and, and share the one extraordinary marriage message with um, those folks that are attending this marriage retreat. Yeah. And if you know of a marriage retreat or if you're on a planning committee or, you know, your organization is looking for a speaker and you've listened to us for any length of time, you know that we can speak on a lot of different topics. Right. Um, virtually anything that's been in a podcast is fair game for, for us, for us. And so we would love to, to be considered for any speaking engagements that you've, that you're aware of or that you have coming up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens with this church and we'll keep you guys posted on that. We, uh, family well, Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Took Friday off like many of you possibly did getting ready for new year's Eve and, we rolled on up to my folks' house in Banning, which is about an hour and 45-minute drive from here in San Diego. So it, it was pretty mellow. You know, just a, a nice drive nice drive up, and gosh, it was just relaxing for me. <laughs> we got up there a little bit after noon, or 12 o'clock, I should say, and man, I just let everything go. At, at that point in time, I mean, I didn't have my Mac because I have an iMac, and I didn't take it with me. And honestly, I didn't take anything else. I just didn't even think about work or want to think about it. I mean, I had my my droid with me. But other than that, I, I just didn't get on the computer, really. I, I got on the computer on Friday night with my brother just sort of sharing what, what's up with Fit Marriage and how we were doing stuff there, showing him a couple of the new products we're going to be launching. But man, I just napped. You did. You slept a lot this weekend. I napped. And I mean, when I napped, I was like hard naps. Yes. And one of my naps I had, I think that was on Friday. Yeah, I think it was. was it, it was Friday? Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. It was like I had that dream within the dream. And, you know, all this stuff is sort of going on. 
And then I, I felt like my body felt like I had to wake up and I was trying to wake up. But in my dream, I was, I was already awake, but I was still trying to wake myself up, but I couldn't do that. You know, it was like that weird sort of thing. And then I'd fall back to sleep. And at one point, like I remember just lying on that bed, but like my head was on the pillow, but my body was off the bed. And I remember in my dream, in your dream. Yeah. Okay. My dad came in and he like picked me up and put me back on the bed. It's weird. weird. And then like after that happened, I was still trying to wake up out of the dream and I couldn't wake up out of the dream. And so when I finally woke up, I was like all sweaty and stuff. It was weird. Wow. Yeah. It was one of those crazy dreams. Crazy. (laughs) This comes from a guy who doesn't remember his dreams. So the fact that you guys got that much out of him, um, pretty amazing. It is. But we had a great Christmas. Um, You know, it's always, it's always fun to see how the kids react. And uh, I'm pretty, did I share with everybody how I handled Thanksgiving and her birthday? with the she wasn't real thrilled with the gift that she got mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i did but you if, did if, if quick synopsis her at thanksgiving when the kids got their birthday presents from their grandparents um alex got toys and abby got books and even though she loves the books she was very upset that she didn't get toys and so i was kind of walking on pins and needles for christmas to see mm-hmm. how she was going to react to everybody and what the gifts were going to be and um santa brought abby a dollhouse set and I have to say that was one of the best gifts that Santa's ever brought. She was completely excited. She just kept having new discoveries on all the little different sets that were included in our dollhouse set and just really, you know, it is still rearranging and setting it up and talking, you know, you can hear the little conversations with the dolls and, um, and then Alex was very interesting because Tony's parents have an entryway and oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Are you already on Christmas Day? Yeah. Did I miss that? Well, uh, well I, I want to talk about Christmas night. Okay, go back to Christmas night. Okay, so eight and five year old, five year old Abby, yeah, is scared of Santa. Oh, yes. She 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 does not like. It's not just Santa. It's y- any. It's, it's it, any of the. Mythi- make believe. Yeah, I was gonna say mythical, <laughs> mythical, but yes, make any believe of the make believe, tooth fairy, Easter bunny, it, Santa. That the, that those beings can be in your house. She doesn't like it, so she's a little fussy about it. My dad, good old no no, goes, "Hey, honey, why don't you sleep in my bed with me? My parents love them, but they got this bed. It's a queen, maybe. I, I think it's a queen. I don't know. It's, it, it, all their it's beds tiny. are small. It's we tiny. have a king size bed. Everything seems small to it's me. It's tiny and it, it's really low to the ground. Doesn't doesn't work for us. Anyways, and it's hard. Anyways, no, no goes, hey, Abby, sleep in my bed with me. No, 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 I will keep you company. Okay. So that, so she that, doesn't even say goodnight to me after your dad offers yeah, her that. I mean, she just runs in there and she's done. So she's gone. My mom ends up just falling asleep on the couch. Because she's like, you know what? This will be more comfortable than me having to deal with Abby. So mom falls asleep there. Alex has the third bedroom and is sleeping on an air mattress and does fairly well. You know, he gets to bed about 10. Oh, I know where you're going with this. And, and Elisa <laughs> and I and my brother and his wife and my one of my aunts and cousins, we're up talking until 1230. 1230. I mean, we were just having a great conversation. This is a time that us in the 30s, 
um, get to sort of just sit down and chat. It's always fun and lively. So come about 1230, we're finally like, okay, we got to get to sleep. So we start getting to bed. Elisa and I get to bed shortly thereafter. And I'm not kidding. Within a half an hour, Alex shows up in my room. Dad, dad, is it time? And I'm thinking, dude, it's time for bed. That's what time it is because it's still dark outside and I am really tired. So he goes back to sleep. Um, shortly thereafter, comes back in. Dad, is it time for bed? I'm cold. Okay. And my mom leaves the house. Darn. I mean, my, my mom puts the heater down to like 67. It's like, come on, woman. Let's and they have no carpeting little, in their house. It's no all carpeting. tile or, or uh, hardwood floor. So it's a bit chilly in there. And so he finally goes, you know, I'm cold. Okay, come in, sleep in our room. So he sleeps in our bed. Uh, there's some other incidences that happen. He gets up a couple have, times to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. He wakes up. He has to go to the bathroom. I wake up. Elisa is oblivious. No, I'm not oblivious. I hear the door open every single time. I just, oblivious. I just am reveling in the fact that for once, one of our children is actually having the nighttime conversations with their father instead of with their mother. Because typically, if we're in our own house, my side of the bed is closest to the door. So when they come in, they come to me first. Mm-hmm. But at Tony's parents' house, the way Tony and I have slept in the same bed for the last 14 years is that if you're looking at the bed, I always sleep this on This is the bed we used to steal away in. Steal away to. when we Before we were even married. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> Yes, I do, but that's not where I was going. This remember when my dad, when we were when we were living there together, my dad would make us sleep like in different rooms, but we'd always like sleep on the couch. Yeah, yeah. okay, they're they're not interested in that right now. I'm trying to talk about the fact that just bringing back memories of how we used to do that, and we'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, and like middle night, you'd like steal away, or I'd steal away and come into that room. Yes, those were some good old days. So at Tony's parents' house, his physical being is closest to the door so i love mm-hmm. the fact and that's why i didn't feel the need to get up i figured you had it all under control yeah i had it all under control i was tired as crap that's what i had under control <laughs> come christmas morning i was so beat down tired tony skipped breakfast he like woke up for stockings and you went back to bed for you did not stay out with us for breakfast i think breakfast was before we opened gifts before I, gifts but after stockings we do stockings first breakfast did i go back gifts. to sleep yes. after stockings? yes oh i did okay can i talk about alex though yeah, now you, now you may. Okay, so Christmas Eve. Uh, I have given you permission. <laughs> <laughs> Alex asks if he can use a piece of white paper. Yes. Because my kids will go through um, like white copy paper, like water. They just, they love to draw. And this is, and so we're at my in-laws and Alex like, can I have a piece of white paper? And I see him over there and he's got a pen and I have no idea what he's doing. So I go out after the kids are in bed um, to bring in additional presents from the car. And I happen to look down by his shoes in the entryway and there's this note. And he's drawn a picture of the Lego set that he wants. And a very good one. Very that. good one. Dear Santa, thank you. I I have the letter, but it basically thank you for bringing me for Christmas. And th- you know, this is what I would like. He's the one that left it in the entryway. Right. So the next morning we wake up. First of all, your dad lets Abby run and wake up your brother and sister-in-law. Our brother and sister-in-law. Yeah, your brother, our sister-in-law. And... You know, of course, we want p- those m- first pictures of the morning. And so he's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're like, where's Abby? Oh, she went to wake up the kids. Oh, okay. Wait, you can't let her do that. Her present is sitting right in the middle of the living room. Well, she's oblivious. So crisis solved. Thank Alex you. comes yep. walking into the living room and he's like, he's got this really weird look on his face. And I said, what's wrong? He's like, 
well, Santa brought Abby a present. And I said, okay. And he's like, but I didn't get one. And I said, well, did you leave Santa a note? Did you do anything like this? He's like, oh, you know, like this really sad. I'm like, I have no control over this dude. Neither did or you didn't. And then all of a sudden the light bulb goes on. He like practically tears the door off the hinges trying to get to where he left his note and comes back with this grin that's just ear to ear. Yeah. Got his first thousand piece Lego Lego set set for Christmas. And so he was totally stoked. He was totally stoked. And the kid, you know what? The kids were so excited about all the gifts that they received from everybody. Um, I think it was really fun this year. Typically my uncle guy will do. So my uncle, my aunt will come over and we'll all open presents at my mom's and dad's place. Mm -hmm. And typically over the years, many, many years, my uncle guy has always played sort of this Santa figure. Well, over the years he's gone deaf and senile. No, not senile. His vision's just not what it used to be. Yeah. Well, his vision's not good enough to read what the darn label says. Right, because the labels are so small. Right. So it, it just, the last couple of years, it's sort of awkward because we want the kids to sort of be in this spirit of, hey, you know, there's a gift for so-and-so. Can you give it to them so that they aren't just plopped down, just opening their presents? And so I was about to sit down and I noticed my uncle guy was just trying to set up and the kids were getting going. And I, and I just got myself in there. I said, you know what? Enough. I'll just get in there. We'll get this thing moving. And you know what? It was actually really fun. The kids and I just had a blast because we were moving along. We were looking for different gifts. We were going around the, the tree, making sure people weren't getting like one after another while everybody else was sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they just did wonderful during all that. Yeah. Yeah. They And, and you know, it's just because you guys have heard us talk about the fact that we've really scaled back on over the years, not just this year specifically, but just in and terms we're going to scale back again. We're going to scale, scale back, back even more next year. Yeah. But you know, to see the kids because they ask for the three gifts that they want. Right. It, it's nice when they get those gifts that they're really happy mm-hmm. right. with what they've received. Although I do have to say, if any of you um, have daughters that received the baby alive that needs to be, that actually eats baby food and needs to be changed. Funny little side note on Miss Abigail. So she's wanted this doll that pees. You know, you feed it, it pees. It has two holes in its butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the big thing for Alex is like it has two holes in its butt okay that's where the <laughs> screws <laughs> little screws anyway so you know Christmas morning Abby's like all geared up to feed this baby and she's feeding this baby and you know you give it a bite of food you get a drink of water well all of a sudden the baby has a diaper blowout all of you that are moms or have had kids in your life you know what a blowout is and so now she's got baby doll pee <laughs> going down her foot. She's totally disgusted. And then she has to change the baby's diaper, of course. And then, you know, after she changes the diaper, she has to change the diaper again. And she gets this look on her face like, are you kidding me (laughs) again? She was totally exasperated by this baby doll. It's fantastic. (laughs) I'm curing her of any desire she has at age five to want a baby. Yeah, hopefully that just keeps on going. You know, but it was very funny because, uh, you know, she's like, she's just uh, having to take care of this little, this little baby doll for yeah. work. It's not all fun and games. Nope. So that was just kind of a funny baby alive story. Any of you that received baby alives in your family, you know what she's you talking know what I'm about. talking about. 
So what was your high for the Christmas festivities? Um, I had a few of them. We, uh, you and I got to take walks. Yeah, we did. Saturday and Sunday. I mean, we were out for about an hour or so. Did, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of seven, seven and a half miles. We stole away. And I will have to say, for th- for those of you out there, and I know we've mentioned this before, especially when Elise and I were younger and way more out of shape and just trying to get back into shape. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. We just walked. Uh, we didn't have kids, which made it much easier. Yes, I will agree um, with all of you who are going, well, I got kids and it's hard to do. I agree with you 100%. And we're, we're trying to figure out ways that we can make this happen with our kids. So it was wonderful. Yeah. So that was definitely one of the highlights. Um, just getting the chance to just talk. Yeah. When we were awake. Right. When we were awake, we were just active when we were moving and man, it it was good. Okay. So that, um, I think the fact that it was just overall a mellow weekend, like I never had, I never threw a fit. I never got so amped up and frustrated or. Right. You know, anything like that. You did it. That was, that was like, it was no, like I remember driving home yesterday going. Well, your friend was up and she was a little antsy. And we had to tell her to chill out a couple times. I know there. She has a lot of life going on right now. I understand she has a lot of life, but I was just saying that used to be you. That used to be me. Like all the time. (laughs) That's true. So thank you, Jesus. So that was also nice too. No, it was having their family join us and you know be adopted into this big Italian family. And you know we've talked about. um, We played bocce. We play. You guys played bocce, and Alex got to play bocce. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time he's played bocce, which is no, he's played bocce at the at the lodge. Has he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, no. So, so that, you know, it was just there were a lot of really good things, a lot of good conversations. Um, you know, just some things that we've talked about, even changing next year for Christmas, and you know, yeah, that became thing. sort of like your your big thing. You could, you wouldn't shut up about that. You're like, I'm just excited. I, you know, we're talking about about drawing names for next year because Tony's got a big family and when we all get together for Christmas there are 10 to 12 of us right and we tend to do gifts for everybody mm-hmm. and I think I think it was your brother I need, I need to talk to him but you know Friday night he had somebody threw out the idea of you know what if we drew names yeah and it didn't really get talked about as like the big family um, but you know the more I thought about it over the weekend I was like you know how cool would that be you know, if we did draw one name and, you know, you set a dollar amount and, you know, you're just shot. You can really, instead of doing lots of little gifts for everybody in the family, that's your dedicated person for the year. And, you know, whether they love hunting or they love cooking or, you know, arts and crafts, you can just tailor, tailor it to them. And then one, you know, obviously it's great for the budget, um, but I also, I think it just gives us the opportunity to really cater to one person a lot more than we have when it's like, oh, I need to get so-and-so for the aunts and uncles. Okay, grab them a bottle of wine. I think it's a great idea because what ends up happening now is we get a bunch of like 5 and $10 gift cards. And it's like, you know what? For me personally, it'd be cool if somebody said, all right, you know what? We're going to spend 50 bucks and they could get me something, one thing. It could be cycling related. It could be... a a book series. You know what I mean? It's just sort of like for 10 bucks, it's sort of like, eh, okay. Yeah. So we're just in the process of talking about this. And Mm -hmm. you know, the other thing too, was that your mom, um, Tony's grandmother died 
back in 2000. Was it right after you came off the trail? 2001? So 2001. 2001. And um, so she had this recipe box full of recipes. And we've been talking on and off over the last couple of years um, about what to do with these recipes. And there are so many that to scan them all in, Mm, yeah, which I attempted at book. one point in time. Yeah. Um, just, I don't have the patience to do that. Right. And I don't know what are the important recipes. And so we've, ta- <laughs> so talking this weekend, you know, we're trying to find a way to make a family recipe book incorporating not just grandma Blanche's recipes, but, um, those from the other women in the Genovese line. And, uh, it, it sounds like it's starting to come together. So that was kind of, that was exciting too. To yep to be able to do that. But we found a house where we're going to vacation or we found a couple houses we where we're going to vacation this summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my cousin is going to get married in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And that's where actually I was born. My mom graduated from Gloucester high. And that's where my mom and dad actually met. My dad came across, um, the Atlantic from Italy when he was a boy, a ye lad, as opposed to coming across the Pacific. Well, he could have come across the Pacific, yes, but he came across the Atlantic from Italy. Okay. And that's where my folks met. And I haven't been back since I was maybe 12. Yeah. It's, so it's been 25 years. Mm-hmm. So we're all looking forward to this wedding and we're going to we're gonna spend our vacation there. Yeah. And you're, this summer. Yeah. You know, your parents are really excited too to be able to show the kids around that part of the history and mm-hmm. that part of the, you know, the country because our kids have never really done any. East Coast stuff. East Coast stuff. So we'll go to Boston. My godfather lives somewhere near Boston who we see about every three or four months. That reminds me, I need to email him and tell him <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So we we see him, so we'll make sure to go see him. So it was just a fun weekend overall. I mean, I hope you guys had, I, I hope you guys had a fun weekend. Mellow, you enjoyed it. You had good times with your family. You guys, you guys had good times with each other. That... Um, you really got to connect during that time. And I hope over the over the last year of podcasting, we've given you some tools that help you guys connect during some of these stressful occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's, that's really what we're doing. We're just taking what we've learned and putting it in practice. Yeah. You know, and be it me taking a nap and Elisa just chilling with the family or us just sort of looking at my mom and dad and everybody around just going, Hey, we're going to take a walk and we're going to skedaddle out of here for about an hour. You know, I really hope that what you pick up from us is that we're trying to simplify a little bit. We're trying to make our intimacy, be it emotional or intellectual, sexual, recreational. We're just trying to connect constantly. And sometimes two of those intimacies will happen or three of them will happen all at one time, you know? So, Really hoping that you guys did in this new year as it, it as it is, comes upon us that uh, you just get some time to just relax and get away, the two of you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and that really those walks were kind of where tonight's podcast um, came out of. You know, we are right around the corner for from 2011. <clears throat> Holy cow. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about goal setting. Right. And, you know, this is the time of year where everybody's making their New Year's resolutions. And I actually kind of roll my eyes at New Year's resolutions because for most people, um, if they don't have an att- 
attainable goal than making a New Year's resolution is typically a week to two week endeavor max at the max. And in addition to those goals, you know, what are your hopes for this year? You know, Tony and I have really talked about the fact that, and you've heard us talk about it with fit marriage and with what's going on with Leah Sophia and, and, you know, all of these, all of these things that we have going on in our lives. We really, as we were talking about this weekend, really feel like 2011 is going to be a year where we're going to experience a lot of change. Yeah. And we, and we have big expectations for what we want to achieve. You know, it's those goals, but it's, it's pushing those goals just a bit further mm-hmm. you know it's saying okay you know what i really again this is what i'm working towards this year but what if the dream was a little bit bigger right what if you know instead of you know fit marriage having you know a great launch what if it had a phenomenal launch and that would help if you guys like sign up <laughs> <laughs> that's not where i was going with that okay but I'm just helping them along. You're helping them. I know. I know. Little little encouragement. But, you know, as you start thinking, yeah, as this year's winding down, you're thinking about different aspects of your marriage. Are you thinking about, you know, are, are we going to make date night a priority this year? Yeah. What are our expectations for our marriage this year? Do, do you expect, and before I say this next sentence, you need to discuss this because expectations for your marriage cannot be one-sided. Well, and if they are so, then you're expecting something and you're basically sabotaging the intimacy in your marriage because the other spouse has no clue. And as we've demonstrated time and time again, neither sex has the mind reading capabilities. Right. You've heard so many of our conversations over this last year where one of us has expected the other one to know what was going on or expected the other one to behave in a certain way. And... Quite honestly, if you don't share that information, doesn't your happen. spouse doesn't know. Right. You know, so, you know, this is the week to say, you know, what do we want to have happen in 2011? Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to, like some of our callers have, you know, some of the voicemails that we've received, are, are we going to, is this going to be the year we adopt an intimacy lifestyle? And if so, what does that look like for our marriage? You know, is this going to be the year that we make fitness a priority? You know, how am I going to fit that into my schedule? For me, I mean, you guys know what Tony's been doing with fit marriage. Um, are you putting it out there? I'm putting it out there. You are? I. You're actually going to stop me before I say this out loud? No, because I find this. Uh, um, go. Okay. They know we're going to Puerto Rico. Well, if they didn't, I was going to tell them. Okay. No, no. I was just, that was more of a question, not a. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yes. Because we talked about finding out at Thanksgiving. Okay. So you all are well aware that there's this trip that I have earned through Leah Sophia to go to Puerto Rico for a week in April. And while I'm not incredibly out of shape, I would like to be bikini ready. You want to be toned. When we hit the beach in April. Right. I am not bikini ready as of December, what is today, the 27th? Sure. We'll call it the 27th. It 28th. is. And so, drum roll, um, I am doing 
Holly Rigsby's transfer, uh, you know, 12 week transformation. I can't remember the name of her program. I've only been reading it for the last three weeks. Transformation program. Uh, transformation kit. I don't know. TK. Anyway, it's a 12 week program and I'm doing this in addition to. Holly is awesome too. She Holly is, is awesome. Her, her website is called fit yummy mummy. And here's a gal who one believes that 75% of what you put, you know, 75% of most women's issues are what they put into their mouth, which I agree. I think so much of it is really how we sabotage ourselves either through what we buy to have in our house to appease our children. Yeah. Well, we've learned that. Or what you're cooking for meals and eating the leftovers. You know, there are so many ways that we as women sabotage ourselves. Um, I call that garbage disposal mom or dad. Right. But it's not just the garbage disposal aspect. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sabotage that women do to their health and nutrition. Yes. You know, we say we're too busy and so we don't eat and then we put our bodies in the starvation mode. So we hold on to our fat. We, yeah, you know, grab a handful of cookies instead of a handful of nuts. We, you know, we do all of these things. Um, and again, it's not so much that I need weight loss. I actually need to gain some weight to be, yeah. to be a healthy weight for me, but my body is not as toned as I would like it to be. Right. And so, yes, I am putting this out there to all of you. Tony and I were just talking about accountability the other night and uh, are you going to write it up on fit marriage? Probably. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't, I, th- I thought this was kind of a big step right now. I hadn't thought. This. I know. Well, well, if you're doing this big step, I want to, I want to sort of like, <laughs> you want to get all you can out of yeah, this. Yeah. Right? I, w- I want you to, to sign on the dotted line so we can follow this. Well then, yes, I probably will. Are you going to do pictures? Uh, well, I am going to take pictures. I don't know if they're going to be posted on your fit marriage site. Come on. Come you got to do before and afters. I didn't do before and afters in the kitchen, <laughs> which I did clean today, by the way. Yeah, well, that's that's another New Year's deal we're doing. It's but okay. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. They're, okay, they're not they, okay. I just threw it out there to a few thousand people that were okay. That I'm, I'm going to I'm do. I'm congratulating this. you. All Good right, job. Well, now I can hold you accountable, and I can get so, you moving. You say yes. anything to me, I'm gonna say go listen to episode fifty three. Episode fifty three. Yes. So this is what I'm. I'm getting all my ducks in a row this week. Um. So you that, got it. So that I can do this because, you know, I've done a few things over the last couple of years to be moving towards that bikini ready, but you know, I've got an incentive now. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about with expectations. You know, put a date on the calendar for something that you want to achieve. Goals and expectations are intimately linked. If you sat down and even wrote down a few goals with your spouse a month ago when we, when we first talked about it, then you've got some things that you want to achieve. Pull out the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a trip that you're going to take and you want to be bikini ready, you better know what date that trip is so that you make sure that before that trip, you're there. If, yeah. if you want to adopt the intimacy lifestyle, then let's pull out the same calendar and say, these are your days, these are my dates. Same thing for date night. Because I really would love for this to be the year you know, my expectation for all of you, if you're not doing date night, is that if it's the one thing that, you know, in the last year we've talked about probably a few hundred times, um, get 12 date nights on your calendar mm-hmm. before January 1st. Yep. Know when they're going to happen. 
know when they're going to happen. Have the expectation that every month there will be a date night. And actually, if you plan them now, just think how easy it is to line up a babysitter. Right. Because you're already planning. Or you're switching with friends or whatever you're you're doing. Or you're doing a co-op. Make this the year that you do date night if you're not doing it. If you are doing date night and you haven't been, you know, scheduling those times when you sit down and just talk about your marriage, make this be that year. You know, there are so many things that you can, that you can implement this year in 2011 that will have a lasting impact on your marriage. That will change your marriage the first time that you do them. You know, that might seem awkward the first time you do it, but it was probably a little awkward the first time you went on a date with your spouse. Let's put it this way. No first date ever goes completely smooth. Mm-hmm. You're with a stranger. <laughs> or, or with somebody, even if it's a really good friend, you're with somebody and you're in a different capacity because it's a date. You know, everything's a little uncomfortable the first time. Mm-hmm. But it makes a difference. Is this going to be the year in 2011 that you choose to make a difference in your marriage? Right. And I think a lot of us have fears and it's not uncommon. It's, you know, just as we talked at the top of the podcast with me really looking at changing my career from the dent dude to one of an online person, personality, marketer, there are fears that I come up against all the time. There are fears that I still have in my current business Mm -hmm. all the time. And it really struck me this weekend when I was talking to my aunt who wants to do so much and how, as we were talking, it, it just, she was, she was brought to tears by these fears that she's still holding on to these fears that a 45 year old woman is holding on to because of her father from 25 plus years ago. Mm. And you know what? I can stand here and say that you don't have to be afraid of that sort of stuff. I, I, I've gone through it. I've been through it. I believe. And I told her, I said, you know what, honey, you need to put everything you got in Jesus Christ and you need to pray to him daily. And it's what I did when I started the dent dude eight years ago, when I had a baby who was a year old, we were living in an apartment and I had no clue if I was going to make money every day other than I, every morning I got up, I prayed to God, give me work, Lord, whatever you have in store for me, let it be your will. And I would just drive out and lo and behold, things would just happen. Not every day, but they happened. And little by little, I overcame, overcame a number of fears that I had. Mm-hmm. And this also happens in our marriages. You know, we these these little fears build up because we're not ready to talk to each other. We're not willing to um, make adjustments because of the fears that we have that our spouse may, may not appreciate them. So one thing I told my aunt, and I, and I believe this should be done, Whenever you come up against something that you are tackling, it's the 50 word manifesto, the 50 reason why manifesto. So at the top of the page, you put 
this year we are going to have 12 date nights. And now I want you to list 50 reasons why you're going to have 12 date nights. And so every month, if you get to that date night or you're getting close to that date night and something's not happening, like you can't find a sitter or you're not feeling 100%, you go to that manifesto and look at it and go, oh, well, reason 25 we're going on date night is because it is a time for us to just eat a meal quietly. Or it could be, you know, the reason why we do these date nights is because we get to walk and hold hands. You know, it could be whatever your why is, but it's very important to have this why, because if we don't have a why, then we have no reason to do it. So, you know, the, the 50 reason why manifesto, it's big, but it makes you really think about what you're, what's on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have the intimacy lifestyle for 2011, that is having sex twice a week for 52 weeks and you're going to get burned out at week five or six, that manifesto will make you realize why you're doing this. Right. And obviously you're doing this with your spouse. This isn't just a you. I mean, if you have a fitness goal that you're going after, obviously it's more just you. Mm -hmm. If you have a business expectation uh, that you want to launch a blog, whatever it's more you, this is with you and your spouse. You're sitting down together and talking this through. So you should be able to come up with 50 fairly easy, you know? So I would put down that reason. What is it you're going after? And then going after those whys. Yeah. I mean, that's so often we think we're doing something or, or we, you know, have expectations that we're going to accomplish this or go carry through with this, but we don't, we don't know why we're doing it. We don't have, um, we don't have our reasons in place. And so when that first roadblock hits or when all of a sudden fear or doubt creeps in, if if we don't know why we want to do something, if we don't know the change that's going to come from us doing date night or, you know, making conversation once a week a priority. If we don't know why we're doing it, then yes. When you hit that first roadblock, when, you know, date night doesn't happen because the sitter canceled at five o'clock and you were supposed to go out at seven, but she's got the flu. Um, then guess what? You're going to be derailed and you're going to, you know, you're going to have the resentment. Those fears are going to get bigger mm-hmm. because they're being fed, you know, cause then all of a sudden, you know, you were fearful that something was going to happen. Then you've got the sense of failure and, and you, you start playing the negative mind game where you go, you know, it's like the hamster on the wheel, just spinning all the negative thoughts, spin, 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 spin. But if you can pull out your, your 50 reasons why, 50 reasons why we do date night, 50 reasons why, you know, I want to make sure to spend one hour in conversation with my spouse each week, 50 reasons why we're going to adopt the intimacy lifestyle, 50 reasons why whatever you want for your marriage this year. And for us, it's simplifying. Yes. I mean, we're, we're calling it family simplify mm-hmm. 2.0. I don't know where the 2.0 came from. I don't know, but you it's 2.0. It yes. Because there had to be a 1.0 somewhere and it didn't l- work. So now we're little, going to version 2.0. Yeah. Okay. So 
for, for us, it, it's just simplify. I, I got to the point last week, and as many of you know, I just hate this clutter empiler that my lovely wife is, and I'm done with it, and I'm done with seeing six, seven, eight cups out on the counter because my kids can't figure out how to pick up the same cup they picked up in the morning, so I'm done. So we're simplifying, and if I can hike the Pacific Crest Trail with a backpack on my back for 138 days, I'm sure in the heck think we can simplify. So funny story about this today. So, you know, this is, it's Monday. I'm home with the kids. Tony goes off to work and I start on the kitchen because I'm like, okay, we've, I know we've got stuff in the kitchen. We're not using blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, really part of what we're doing is minimizing the number of dishes that we have and <laughs> number of silverware. Mm-hmm. Because the funny thing is, is if you have it in your pantry, if you have it in your cabinets, you just pull out a clean one. Yeah. And, and the then, kids and, are notorious for doing and that. And then, crap. you know, then you have, three dirty cups or you have two dirty plates when you could have just rinsed off or brushed off or, you know, done something. Um, those of you that are very eco-conscious, this is probably like, you know, so rudimentary, you're probably laughing at me right now. And those of you that have never thought this way, it's kind of a different way of thinking. But one of the things I'm doing is getting rid of a lot of our plasticware because you can't microwave in the plasticware. You, you know, there are just things you can't do with plastic. So Tony comes home from work today and he's like, where's my cup? Cause Tony always drinks out of this one plastic cup. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> cup's gone and he looked at me like my, my cup you got rid of my cup and I'm like it, it didn't make the cut <laughs> sorry so that was just kind of a funny little and then the mm-hmm. kids at dinner tonight where you know I gave them their plate of food and uh, Alex had dinner and then he wanted a bagel he, my kids have an issue with putting new food onto a plate that they've just eaten off of there's something about like foods mixing. And that's what we're going to get rid of because I'm, I'm There's something about foods done mixing. With that. That, and so he was so funny because he walked over to the pan, or to the cabinet and he's like, Mom, where are the plates? I'm like, we don't have any more plates. He's like, what am I supposed to do? I said, I would guess that you're going to have to rinse off your plate or just eat off of it. And you would have thought I'd just, you know, like stuck needles into the kit because he was just like, what? What? <laughs> I didn't hear that. I was watching oh, yeah. a football game. Yeah, he was just like, well, I'm just not going to eat on the plate then. I said, that's fine. As long as you clean up whatever mess you make, you may not eat on a plate. Um, wow. But so this is what we're doing. I mean, I have poor Tony. There's a pile in the kitchen now. Of yeah, stuff well, I know that, we're going to get rid of that. You know, we spent the day cleaning out toys out of Abby's bedroom because she got a dollhouse set. So we're selling her old little Fisher Price little mm-hmm. people set. Um, you know, we, kids got clothes for Christmas. So we're cleaning clothes out of closets. We're, you know, looking through all the stuff that we have to say, you know what, do we use it? Do we need it? Does it just take up space? And I think for us where we are in our marriage now, we're getting to the point where we need to simplify Uh, the clutter, the junk, the crap, as I like to call it gets in the way of what's important. And so for 2011, it's really going to be this, this focus on let's simplify, let's simplify, let's simplify so that this stuff doesn't constantly get in the way of us being able to connect. And, and, and in all honesty, I mean, you guys might be laughing, but when you see eight cups and you're running your dishwasher or our dishwasher, sometimes twice a day, it, to me, it's just ridiculous and it starts to drive me batty because there's a lot of time that is taken in the kitchen to wash and clean and unload and load. 
And it's just time that I would rather us be sitting around just even sitting next to each other, just reading a book. Well, and, and I look at it too and, you know, you've heard me talk over the last year that I don't like to clean house. It just doesn't even register on my like wants to do needs to do. I don't like it. No, it's far, far away. But because we have all the clutter and stuff, there are times when I can't spend time with the kids because it's, you know, even though I'm not cleaning, everything has to be picked up, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they're like, play with me. And I'm, you know, I want to play. And at the same time, I'm looking at, the stuff strewn all over throughout the, the house going, I, I can't just sit down and know that, you know, like the papers have got to be picked up and put in the recycling. And so this will be a work in progress. Oh, definitely. This I think year. We're, we're definitely taking on some big stuff this year. You know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, our expectation is that we will find more time to spend together. And as a family by, eliminating a lot of the stuff that we have. And, you know, that's things like we are huge. We're a huge library family. So do we necessarily need to have all the books that we have? Probably not because I can guarantee you my, like my children and I love children's books. My children have so many books, especially the little one. She can't keep her room clean Mm -hmm. because of all her books. And so it's going to be one of those things where we will probably box up a good portion of her books, not to give away, but we're going to rotate her books. So we'll take half the books out of her room just so that they don't become an issue for her having to clean our room. And, you know, in a couple mm-hmm. months, we'll just switch them out. And then she's got, you know, it's like getting a whole new set of stuff. But at least this way it's up in the rafters and not, you know, ha- the result or causing mom to constantly be like, pick up your books, pick up your books, pick up your books. I mean, our kids are down to so few toys as it is. It was really kind of funny because, you know, I was talking to Alex about, you know, picking out his toys. And he's like, Mom, I have my Legos and I have my books. Good. And I have my DS. And really, that's what our son has. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Good. okay, fair enough. I, you know, and Legos are such a huge um, part of our family in terms of the creativity and the... right the skill building and, and all that. I, I would never get rid of my son's Legos and his books and, you know, his DS is his one electronic thing. So, you know, and for Abby, it's her books and her dolls and her dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have really, <laughs> I was thinking about like, wow, our kids don't have a lot of stuff. We have a game, cl- a game cabinet now um, that we're building. And that's, you know, that's fun because we do get those games out. Well, oh yeah, we totally do. You know, but, yeah, I'm looking at the books that we have around the house going, okay, you know what? I need to clear out some of these books because they, I haven't read them or I have read them and, and this is hard. I mean, them. yeah. And, and this books is hard. Are a hard thing for me to get rid of. Yeah, d- definitely for you. But again, I think when we talk about this, the 50 reasons why manifesto, you know, we, we got to look towards, okay, why are we doing this? Right. What is the end goal? And can I find it at the library? And if the answer is yes, then I don't need to keep it. For, for a library book, yes. But overall, I mean, I'm holding on to shirts and pants that I have had for 10 years. Really? And it's like, yeah. Like those Dickies? I didn't and know some that. of those, yeah. Do you still have your Carhartts? Did you finally get rid of those? I think I still have those. 
any of you on the East Coast or up in the Northwest need a pair of Carhartts? I think so. I, I don't know. I have to look. But, you know, this isn't just Elisa. It's not that I hoard stuff, but there are things that I just, oh, maybe I'll need it. Maybe I'll need it. And, and you know what? I, I just don't or I don't wear them. And, and so, I mean, even some of my cycling stuff, some of my shorts, they just need to be axed. I mean, they just need to be tossed. They're, they're, they're worn out. They're, they're done. So it's, I mean, this, this is, this is us in 2011, you know, our, our big expectations and goals for 2011 are really to simplify the stuff Mm -hmm. in our life. For me, I want to be bikini ready by that Puerto Rico trip in April. Yeah. That's a big fitness. Um, you know, you guys have heard me talk about the eliminating sugar and going gluten free and, you know, these are all aspects of that, but you know, I'm taking my husband on a tropical trip. I would like to look like the sexy wife on the beach. I'm all for that too. Yeah. I didn't think you'd have a problem with that. But so that's what I, that's one of my expectations is that I will stick with this. And now, <clears throat> fortunately or unfortunately, I've made you all aware of that. So feel free at any point in time to shoot me an email at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com just to uh, check in and see how I'm doing. And we'll put up, can we put up Holly's stuff in the show notes? Yeah, yeah, we can totally put links to Holly's stuff. Um, and, you know, we're all different. We come into marriages, we have our own personalities. As you can tell from the way I've talked about fitness, it is just a part of my being. And even me teaching people and sharing people with people workouts and fitness and nutrition, Elisa still struggles with it at times. So you, you got to understand we live in these, we live in these little microcosms Mm -hmm. and we make it work though. We put ourselves in a position where we can positively affect each other. So that way we have the positive gains that we want to have. Right. And so even though there are going to come points in time throughout 2011 where you may stumble, you have your sheet right there in front of you. You have that piece of paper to go, these are the 50 reasons why I'm doing this. And don't don't get me wrong. I'm going to have mine too. And there are going to be a couple of them because I do have this, this plan to start changing my career from the dent dude to fit marriage and online marketing presentation presenter and other stuff. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. A new year is always um it's a time of hope. It is. The slate is wiped clean. It, it's But let's not let it end after two weeks. Right. That's that's and, and that's, 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 that's the really thing we, we don't, don't want, want you to, to make we don't want you to make New Year's resolutions because I think inherent in the concept of a New Year's resolution is permission not to achieve it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know. In today's society, oh, I had a new resolution, but I, I failed. And it's it's a laugh at ha-ha at the, at the water right. cooler. So let's wipe that from the slate and not even deal with it. And, and let's move forward into something that's way more positive, way more effective, if you've been and living, way more life-changing. Yeah. Because I mean, if you've been living listening to us for any length of time, one, you've made a commitment to your marriage. You know, so in 2011... Let's let's up the ante on what that commitment looks like. Yeah. In your marriage. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you going to take from what you've heard in 2010 and apply to 2011 to wow your marriage? I agree. You know, now's the time. You've got a few days left in 2010. Sit down with your spouse. Go have, you know, Starbucks or, you know, after the kids are in bed, sit around by the fire. Those of you that are on the East Coast, and if you can even get out. And your bearskin rug. And the bearskin. Tony did not get a silk robe for Christmas, in case anybody was wondering. I thought about it actually driving up to his parents. I'm like, oh, I should have looked at one of the thrift stores to find him one. That would have been funny. <laughs> would have been rad. I would have been I would have been sitting in it right you now. You would have been sitting in it. Yeah, okay. he would have That would have been that would have been like my podcast robe. <laughs> okay, so fortunately I have spared all of you the image of Tony sitting around in a bearskin robe podcasting. A bearskin bear robe? A silk robe. <laughs> bearskin too. You know, I the whole bearskin. Nice. Thank you. Um, be bold this year. Yeah. Be bold. And so for next year, we are going to ask you guys to Start sending in those feedback, emails, voicemails, podcast episode 54. We want it to be about you. Is it 54 or 55? Oh, 55. 55. 55. We want it to be about you. So please email me, ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or Elisa. At ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can also call us at 858-876-5663. We want episode 55 to be about you. What has the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast done in your life? How has it changed your marriage? How has it changed the way you act to your spouse, husband, or wife? How has it made you think about the ways you act towards your kids, towards your physical or sexual intimacy, your financial intimacy, your emotional intimacy? This is about you guys. We want to congratulate you. We want to show off you to everybody who listens. So make it a point here this week email us, call us. We love hearing from you guys. You know that. And we want to share with the world what amazing things that you guys have done in this last year. And for that, you guys, we just thank you. We wish you the happiest new year and we love you guys. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Music.